Huda Nation, welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And the first time in a long time, or at least it's felt like a long time, the Saints had a lot of fun and the Saints got their swagger back. And we saw that with the way they played against the Raiders. 24-0 shutout victory. A lot of good, mostly good to talk about. Maybe only one or two things that were maybe concerns and, and that might be pushing it. So let's talk about all that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. So let's, you know, for once, tip our cap to Dennis Allen. I've been very harsh on him, and I think more than most, I've been very on the, the side of, hey, you got to figure this thing out quick. And that hasn't been the case, right? Start off two and five. But today, look, the defense is what won them the game. You could talk about the offense. I thought the offense did a lot of good things. And I think, especially in the red zone, that's something that we saw change a little bit. But you go into a game against the Raiders. I know a lot of people are going to sit here and tell you today, try to bring down your mood and tell you, well, the Saints beat a bad team. The Raiders aren't a good team. I agree in that part. I, I don't think the Raiders are a good team. But the Raiders have a good offense. And the Raiders over the last three games, 29 points, 32 points, 38 points. The Saints held them to zero this Sunday. That's on the defense. And I think for once, they played with that energy that we're accustomed to seeing from the last four years. And you saw it with the pass rush. The pass rush got going today. You saw it in the secondary, thanks to Alante Taylor, who I'll talk about in a second. Tyron Matthew with a huge interception that really just kept the Saints' foot on the gas. So there was a lot that I saw and a lot that I loved. And even after the game, Dennis Allen showed some fire, showed some emotion. I know that's something that you guys have talked about before, wanting to see that. And he did it. He absolutely did it. So I think that's a big part of this whole thing, what the defense did today. And, of course, what Alvin Kamara did. And let's start with Alvin Kamara as we get through topics. And as always, I'm going to get to your comments and we'll have some fun. And for once, we're going to have some fun in the comments talking about a Saints win. I feel like that hasn't been the case in a long time, but it is today. So let's talk about Alvin Kamara. The last couple of days, a lot of trade rumors, right? From Twitter accounts you've never heard of, from people who are taking reports and kind of twisting words that make it seem like Alvin Kamara is going to get traded. And look, who knows? Maybe the next two days, the Saints get a ridiculous offer that they say, all right, we have to accept. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. But what I know about today is throughout this week, Alvin Kamara talked about taking leadership, being that guy that the Saints go to when things get rough. And for not having a touchdown this year, for going through some ups and downs, he carried this team offensively today. What he was able to do over 150 scrimmage yards, three touchdowns. He had zero touchdowns coming in today. He finishes with three. And I think with AK, what you saw today, great contact balance. You saw those vintage routes that he runs where you kind of give him that option route and let him dictate where the linebacker is going to go and then he makes his move. There were moments today where I felt like it was 2017 and 2018 all over again. And that put a smile on my face, just seeing Alvin Kamara doing what Alvin Kamara does best. And what that is, is just wrecking opposing defenses. And we saw that today. And I'm going to be honest, trade or no trade, all I know is the price of the brick went up today with Alvin Kamara. And I don't want the Saints to trade him, and I don't think they will trade him. This is a team that we've seen today with this NFC South being as bad as it is. And right now I have the Falcons-Panthers finish on in the background. This division, it's for the taking, you know? And it's up to the Saints. If they stop these self-inflicted wounds like we saw today, they can squeak in, and we know very well we've seen a Seattle team in the past under 500 get to the playoffs, win a game. Why can't this be the Saints this year? And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but when you have so much out in front of you and Alvin Kamara is carrying your offense the way he did, I, I just don't see a trade happening. If anything, I, I think this is more indication and, and, and more justification to say, hey, run this offense through Kamara. And they did that today, and I was really pleased with the way that went down. Another thing that really had me excited about today's game, Alante Taylor. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't, I don't like to lie to you guys. I rarely do, if ever, and I don't really think I do. 
when the Saints drafted Alante Taylor, I was confused. And part of it was because I didn't really look at cornerbacks. I thought Saints don't need a cornerback. Paulson Adebo was good last year. Marshawn Lattimore is the truth. And the Saints went with Alante Taylor, and it was a weird pick. And as you start to watch Alante Taylor's college tape, you're like, okay, there, there's traits here. And you wonder how quick the adjustment's going to be to the pro game. He's been sensational. I mean, this kid has been tried against DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams the past two games, and he's answered the call both times. Devontae Adams had one catch today. One. And that was something that I talked about with John Hendricks going into this game. Are the Saints going to be able to contain Devontae Adams? They did that easily. They did that no problem. And I think a big part of that is Alante Taylor. He gives them that energy. You know, we always talk about C.D. Deuce and losing C.D. Deuce and what that hurts for this defense. I think part of it is that infectious energy, that young blood, that kind of injection of youth that you need in that defense. Alante Taylor gives you that. And he's not just giving you that energy. He's stepping up to call it outside cornerback, which is way harder to play than in the slot. And I think what he's been able to do so far, he should be the starting cornerback opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. I feel very firm about that. And I'm not trying to knock Adebo. I know Adebo's going through issues, both with his knee and his ankle. And that's played a factor in it. But you got to play the better player right now. And for right now, when Lattimore comes back, he's your undisputed cornerback one. Alante Taylor has earned that number two spot. And I think for this kid, you want to see him in those games and see him in those moments where he's going up against the best of the best as he's been doing and see how he answers the call. And so far, it's been great. So if, let's say, Lattimore comes back for that Monday night game against the Ravens, I would like to see Alante Taylor opposite of him. I think that's just been fantastic what they've been able to do. So for me, that was another takeaway that I like today. And another another surprise here, Peyton Turner, where the heck did that come from? Peyton Turner has been a frustrating prospect for the Saints, I will say. And that, that's like the nicest way I'm going to put it because other teams have gotten impacts, impact plays from their defensive linemen taken in that draft class. And the Saints, a lot of you know injuries, a lot of healthy scratches in the lineup. And you wonder, is there a path for Peyton Turner to kind of redeem himself and show that he could be a really good player? And I'm not going to say today is just the definitive, hey, he's going to be a legit guy for the Saints. But what I know is the Saints defensive line looked better today than it has looked at any point this season and he had two sacks, and he played a big part not just against the pass, but against the run, and there were moments where when he's getting after the quarterback, these look like 10-year veteran moves. These don't look like a guy who's just rushing without a plan, because that's always kind of been my thing about Davenport early on in his career. I always thought Davenport was a guy who kind of bull rushed no plan. Just, I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm going to get to the quarterback, and I think for Peyton Turner, you see that plan on display, and now you just hope, can you do it again? And if he can do that, and I tweeted it before this game ended, if Peyton Turner continues to ascend in this manner, and I know it's just one game, you need to see it time and time again before you feel like, okay, you're legit. I think if Peyton Turner can do this, all of a sudden we're talking about the defensive line differently, and I, and I think that is a huge boost for this team. Now, before I kind of get into a couple of quick notes that I took throughout the quarters, another thing that I wanted to mention, and I think this is such a pivotal thing for this Saints defense, Tyron Matthews today had his, his second interception of the year, and actually is the second interception the Saints have as a team. Uh, this defense has not forced a lot of turnovers. And I've been hard on Tyra Matthew. I have. And a big part of it is I say, look, if you're going to miss tackles, that's fine. It's not great. You don't want him to, but come up with impact plays, right? And today he did that. And I think for Tyra Matthew, you can live with those missed tackles, kind of the, the sloppy plays that you don't want. You obviously never want missed tackles, but you can live with that stuff if he's coming up with those big time plays in the big moments. And there was one today. And, and now you want to see if you can build off that if your defense will become a little bit more opportunistic. And go for it. And I think for the Saints today, they took it to the Raiders. Just absolutely took it to them early because of the defense and also not turning over the ball offensively. 
You know, Andy Dalton, did he do some things today that were a little head-scratching? Yeah, there was one throw on the sidelines in the red zone that I thought he should have got picked off on, and he got a little bit lucky, and I had no idea what he was doing on that play. I'm, I'm just being honest with you guys. But when you look at the final stat line and you see outside of that throw, Andy Dalton, for the most part, did play a clean game. And I think for the Saints, if their defense is going to continue to get back to what they're used to doing, Andy Dalton does actually make the most sense for them at quarterback because you're hoping to limit the turnovers. Now, he can't make those stupid decisions, right? He can't have that throw that I'm sitting there going, I don't know who you're throwing it to. But for the most part, he kept it clean. And more importantly, he got the ball to Alvin Kamara. That matters so much. I know it sounds so silly and simple in a way, but getting the ball to Alvin Kamara, it's very, it's the, it's free money, guys. It's free money getting to him. It's free money bringing Taysom Hill in on these QB runs and on these quick passes. Just do it, man. It, the defense is giving you free yards. Take those free yards. So I think that's a big thing. And that's also a credit to Pete Carmichael. How many of us have kind of sat here and been like, Pete does not know what he's doing in the red zone. Today, more importantly, when the Saints were in those critical situations, Taysom Hill got the ball. Alvin Kamara got the ball. Chris Olave got the ball. Give the ball to your best playmakers. Let them make things happen. And they did that today. And I think for the New Orleans Saints now, it's all about can you build off this with guys eventually getting healthy. Michael Thomas is not going to be out all season. Marshawn Lattimore is not going to be out all season. Jarvis Landry is not going to be out all season. I actually think he's going to come back fairly soon. PJ Williams is going to start practicing next week. So the Saints are going to get healthier. Now it's about can this win, and we talked about getting that swag back and, and whether or not it will equate to wins. Can you get on a streak now? Can you get on a streak? You have not won back-to-back games this year. I want to see if the Saints can do so. And if they do that, that's going to be huge for them. So we'll see what happens in that regard. Just going to go through other a couple quick notes real quick that kind of stand out to me. Two things defensively. Only 73 yards given up in the first half to the Raiders. Again, an offense that features Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. No Darren Waller today. That was a big factor in this not seeing him there. But 73 yards, that's all you gave up on, on defense in the first half. And the, the Saints didn't let the Raiders cross midfield till the final drive of the game. Garbage time. Jarrett stood him in, waving the white flag. You know it's over. Those are dominant statistics. Those are statistics that you, you're, you're used to seeing last year, used to seeing in 2020. That Dennis Allen defense that you came to know and love. And that is what impresses me today. You know, I, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the offense being better than the defense. I hated that in the regard that that's not what the Saints were supposed to be built on. When you're not doing the thing that you were built to do, that's a problem. Today, the Saints did what they're supposed to do. And they did it without arguably the best man-to-man corner in the game. And you get him back in there and he's healthy, We'll see this dynamic quickly change. I really do feel that. And I, and I don't think the Saints are going to go on some crazy run where all of a sudden we're talking Super Bowl. Absolutely not. But the NFC South is bad. It is a bad division. It's the worst division in football this year. And luckily for the Saints, the ball has bounced their way in that regard, right? You have an opportunity. The window's still open. Now's your time to make a run for it. And the Saints today is the start of them getting up off their feet and making that run. Now we got to see if they can hit home. And if they can do that, then they're going to be in a good spot. So... For me, man, it's all positive vibes here. I absolutely love what I saw from Kamara. The defense was sensational today. And I think this is one of those wins where I thought this was going to be a 28-24 type of game. You know, I thought the Saints were going to be in it. I know that everyone talked about the energy at practice this week being better. Some people want to call it the Sean Payton effect. Whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, it worked. That's all I know. But the way they played on defense... I thought this could have been a long game against Devontae Adams. I thought they could have had a long day against Josh Jacobs. They didn't. They didn't. Josh Jacobs, 140 yards and touchdown in each of the last three games. That streak got put to an end today. So just tip my cap, man. I don't have one on me, but if I did, I'd tip it. So I'm just really, really impressed with the Saints played 
uh, this afternoon against the Raiders. So without further ado, let's get into some comments you guys over got over here in the chat. Uh, as always, if you guys have a question, comment, concern, throw it in there. We'll get it up here and we'll talk about it. But I wanted to start off just giving the Saints some props, giving them some credit. Uh, this is a team that has been through tough losses that they should have won, four-minute meltdowns, as I like to call it, a lot of injuries today. That was not the case. So Gabriel writes, Alante Taylor has gone from a who the F is that pick to legitimately being the steal of the draft when you take into account how important corner is. Yeah, look, steal of the draft, I'd have to go through the whole, you know, if we're going to be technical, I'd probably have to go through all the whole thing and see where he rates. But to your point, though, Gabriel, Alante Taylor, and you guys can go back to, we have it on Buku Media's YouTube page, when the Saints drafted him, I actually, you know, spoke to, uh, I mean, spoke to, spoke about it, how I don't know if, if I understood this pick. I was confused by it. And you look at it now, he looks good, man. Like, he is not backing down against some of the best wide receivers in this league. And that, is, that stands out to me because I think cornerback is the second hardest position to play in the NFL. I think it's quarterback, obviously, and then corner because of the rules, because of the talent you're going up against, because of the, the speed and strength adjustment from college to the pros. He's been great. So, um, yeah, I, I was absolutely impressed. Jack writes, Peyton Turner finally did something he damn did. And uh, that goes to what Steven said about, damn, that felt good. Saints needed this. Saints fans needed this too, man. You know, you got a Monday night game coming up against the Ravens. The Dome, I think, will be good. The energy is going to be good. If you lost this game and you dropped to two and six and you got a Monday night game against the Ravens team that is really, really hitting their stride now and we saw it against the Bucs this past Thursday night, what's the, what are the vibes in, in, the, in the Superdome? Are they down? Is this a team that doesn't really have that 12th man that they'd like to have? That's not going to be the case now. You will see on Monday. You will see this crowd ready to go from the beginning of the game. Now, it'll be up to the defense uh, the defense and the offense to, to give them a reason to be invested for all 60 minutes in this one. But for now, I really love it. An effing shutout with the state of this team is incredible. It is, right? And, and I think for once, my biggest complaint for the Saints this year has been they've said a lot of stuff and they haven't backed it up, right? We're going to work on tackling. Then they don't work on tackling. We got to be better at taking care of the football. Then they have two critical turnovers. So stuff like that has happened. As I see right here, the Panthers are an extra point away from taking the lead on the Falcons. And this is actually ridiculous. They just missed the extra point. So that's pathetic. Anyway, going to keep it up here. Um, to your point, this is the first time that the Saints said, hey, we needed this mini break. We really needed this mini break to kind of reset and, and, and figure out what we want to be and fix all the mistakes we made. And I said, you got to show me. They showed me today. So that really does impress me. And that, that really makes me happy because for once I feel like, man, this team, finally, they, 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 they talk the talk, now they walk the walk, and that is impressive to me. What in God's name did AK say in that locker room after the Cardinals game? Look, Alvin Kamara's speech wasn't like, you know, a, a speech that you're going to see in these goddamn movies that everyone talks about. Like, it, this isn't for me, um, the, the speech that Al Pacino has in any given Sunday. Like, it's, it's not that. But Alvin Kamara, what he brought up, and I thought it was a great point, was... If you think about this, this core of the Saints, Kamara, Lattimore, Demario Davis, you know, even Cam Jordan, Michael Tom, they're not used to losing. They're not. They're just not. The worst season Alvin Kamara's ever had as a member of the Saints is 9-8. Some players strive for 9-8 seasons because it's so hard to win in this league. That's the worst season Alvin Kamara's ever had. And he's not used to it. They're not used to it. And that's kind of what they went back to and talked about. And he mentioned accountability. Now, now it's got to carry over, right? It's got to carry over. This can't be a fluke game. And you drop one of the Ravens where you go back to all your bad tendencies because then that's really unfortunate. And then that makes me look back in the mirror again and say, okay, what is this team? 
but at least for today, the accountability was there and fixing the mistakes you made. And I think for the Saints, winning cures a lot of shit. It really does. So if they can start stringing together stuff, I think this team will really benefit. This is a veteran team. This is a team that's been there, done that. And I think for them, I think the speech was just the reality check they needed. And now it's about can they string together wins and get their confidence going? Because the confidence was there today. If they beat the Ravens on Monday, we got to start recalibrating how we feel about this season, especially in a terrible division. I think that matters a lot. VJ says, Sean needs to come in every week, LOL. Yeah, look, man, Sean Payton, everyone talked about it and freaked out about him coming into the Superdome and uh, the facility and kind of checking things out. And some people said he was there to help out. Some people said it was just a visit. I don't know what it was. And I don't know if Sean being in there, maybe he spoke to the guys and kind of said, hey, you guys got to clean up your shit. And maybe you can argue it shouldn't come from Sean. And I would say, yeah, you're probably right because then that kind of validates the whole substitute teacher joke that I make. But whatever it did, whatever happened, it worked. And I think for what we, this comment over here with DA and, and DA can get us off his back if the defense plays well, that's why I'm not going to say anything bad about DA today, man. I'm not. I'm not. His unit is what stepped up today. Now, I thought the offense was fine. They played conservative football. They didn't turn it over. The really only low light was a Will Lutz miss field goal, which I would get into more, but I've decided that I'm not going to. I really thought about it, but I'm just I'm just going to leave it as is. I really don't think that 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 is a big deal in the grand scheme of things. If he misses another one, we could talk about it, but I don't want to get into it. That was his first miss since October 2nd. So, But other than that, to your point... DA's unit was the dominant unit today without Marshawn Lattimore. So I'm thrilled about that. That was, that was definitely something that, that for me personally, you're going to hear nothing bad about DA coming out of my mouth this week. Nothing. And if it continues, all of a sudden we stop. It's just one game. They got to keep it up, but it was fair. It's fair. If I talk bad about him about a, when they have a bad performance, I'm going to talk good about him. If they have a, a good performance, VJ saying, Chris got a fancy new webcam. Funny enough. I've actually had the, the webcam that I use alternately when I'm not reading the comments. And I'm just so lazy to hook it up, but I feel like I should start hooking it up now and it gives me a little bit of a dual camera look. So uh, yeah, that's the, that's the truth behind the scenes of what we're doing here, Straight Up Saints. Gabriel says, I'm officially going out and acting a fool in my AK jersey tonight. Thank you, Saints. Hashtag where the baddies at. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, look, you guys should enjoy this. I, I say this all the time. Like football season, come, it comes and goes so quickly that you know you get so caught up in winning a super bowl or winning getting the playoffs or whatever you kind of lose sight of all like every game individually and and it's a hard league to win in and these guys know it and it's tough for them so as fans when you get these moments like this 24 nothing shutout win over a raiders team that i know the raiders are bad but god damn it still feels good to shut out the raiders you guys should go enjoy your sunday after this is all said and done uh, and and enjoy your monday too man victory mondays are pretty damn good Jack says, so can we thank the Bills and the Eagles for Alvin Kamara's big day? I think we can. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about it earlier today. Like, do I tweet out the, uh, and I took that personally Michael Jordan meme with Alvin Kamara's face on it because so much talk about it. And I got no problem if you're going to talk about Kamara's trade value and what. I really have no problem with it. But people have to do a better job of reporting. Like, people should, when Albert Breer puts out what he thinks a GM thinks could go for it, what the Saints can get for a, uh, AK, and he tweets that out, He's not saying that's what the Saints are asking for. Albert Breer's just telling you that's what one guy thinks he can get. And then people take Albert Breer's reporting and then they jumble it all up and throw it out and spit it out into Saints are looking for a first-round pick. That is not the truth. The Saints aren't necessarily looking for a first-round pick. Now, would they love one? Sure. But that doesn't even mean they're going to trade him. You know, that, that's just typical. People hear one thing and it comes out, it goes in one ear, goes out straight out the other, and they regurgitate some bullshit. That's not what it is. So, yeah, maybe you took it personally. 
Cooler Beat says, I like the part where Peyton Turner and Davenport put on their first round draft pick costumes. They were great, man. They were great, especially Peyton Turner. There's been games before where Marcus Davenport's been great. What Peyton Turner did today, that is um that 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 was impressive. That really impressed me. If there was three things today, Alvin Kamara being Alvin Kamara, no brainer. Defense as a whole doing what they do. And then, of course, Peyton Turner, man. That, I, I did not expect that. Steven says, deadline in two days, life in the Saints locker room. Wonder if they make some positive moves. You know, you guys don't may want to may not want to hear this, but I think the only move, there's two moves the Saints should consider. A, look around for defensive lineman help at the defensive tackle spot if you really want to shore up that unit because it's not expensive and maybe there's a piece out there. And me and Ross Jackson talked about this last week. And then the other one is, do you look around for a veteran corner? Maybe. I don't know if they would. And that depends on Marshawn Lattimore's health. But this is what I'll finish this part off with, Stephen. I think this is actually, this may seem like cliche, but I think it's the truth. If the Saints get healthy, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, Adam Troutman, guys like this, you get them back. That feels like kind of mid-season additions to this lineup, especially Lattimore and especially Michael Thomas. And I, I never once thought the talent was the issue with this team. I thought it was critical errors, lack of accountability, and that's something they shored up today, and they're going to have to keep doing it. But the talent is there. I still think they need another defensive tackle. I really do. And I see Alexis here mentions it. I think they can use a defensive tackle to kind of shore up the running game, give that interior push. They got pushed on the outside today. They got to get on the interior to kind of shore it up because if your pass rushes on the outside is going to force you up into the in- inside of the pocket, force you to step up, your defense tackle has got to be there to hit home. The Saints don't really have that th- this year, so I'd like to see them fix that. But if not, and they just say, hey, we're going to get healthy, that's going to be our midseason additions, I'm not going to fault them, man, because those are two big players that could help. Gabriel says, don't let his relatively quiet, by his standards, game confuse you. Pete Werner surpassed Mario's importance, and that really says something truly, the second coming of Keekly. I don't want to go that far yet. Only reason I say that is I think the world of Luke Keekly. I think Luke Keekley and Patrick Willis are the two best linebackers I've gotten to watch. Now, I did watch Ray Lewis, but I watched Ray Lewis as he was getting a little bit older. I didn't get to watch Ray Lewis, you know, 2000, in the 2000s, early, early 2000s, because I was just like five, six, seven years old growing up. But I do agree, Pete Werner has really just turned into such a good player, man. Short tackler, big time plays. We talk about Tyron Matthew getting the pick today. Pete Werner actually should have had the interception. He just ended up kind of batting it off his hands. Thankfully, Tyron Matthew was Johnny on the spot there to pick it up. But I do agree what Pete Werner's done this year. The quiet games are still good games. He's a great player. Uh, and you're seeing it now. I was so worried life after DeMario. What's that looking at at linebacker? It's looking pretty good right now. Jack says, Lattimore and a lot Taylor combo with a Debo sounds pretty good to me. It does, right? And, and this is a team that's going to get healthier. You're going to get P.J. Williams back. You can use him in the slot. You can move him around at safety if you want. That means maybe a little bit less Justin Evans. That might be beneficial to Justin Evans. Eventually, depending on the severity of his injury, maybe Bradley Roby comes back. We'll have to see with that. I don't know. But even then, just getting P.J. Williams back and getting Lattimore back, that's going to give you depth that you need in the secondary. So, yeah, I feel pretty good. Gabriel says, please, please give the O-line their props too. Holy shit, has Cesar Ruiz improved? Zach Streif and Jari Evans have made such a difference in the trajectory of his career. Look, I, so you know when before, Gabriel, I talked about Peyton Turner, I said, you got to show us consistently for us to be like, all right, man, you that's legit. I can't keep sitting here and being like, hey, guys, Cesar Ruiz improved. No, Cesar Ruiz is legit. Like, he he has turned into a starting offensive guard. And every for the, the whole month of September and October, for the most part, I kept saying, man, another good game by Cesar Ruiz, another good game by Cesar Ruiz. I don't want to sit here anymore and sound like a broken record. If Cesar Ruiz starts to have a bad stretch of games, 
then I'll call him out. Until then, he has he deserves to just sit back and relax because he's been damn good. He has really turned into a quality starter. And to your point, testament to the coaching staff, testament to him as well, because this was a center who had to play right guard, and that's not the easiest switch in the world, and he's done a really good job of kind of mastering that. So I'm very, very happy with the way that Ruiz has played. And again, it's not me trying to, to snub him. It's more so... I'm kind of giving him credit, right? We don't always talk about Demario Davis because you expect greatness from Demario Davis. I'm not always going to talk about Cesar Ruiz anymore because I think Cesar Ruiz has played really good football uh, this season. I'm very impressed with him. Dustin says, uh, Pete might go down as one of the best draft picks ever in recent in uh, franchise history. Look, long way to go. But man, the Saints finally hit linebacker. Like if I go through the Saints draft pick history, and I'm just going to do it for fun real quick and talk about what Pete Werner's kind of done for them. If we just go by like positions, you know, and I'm going to break it down here. So excuse me for a little bit of a minor break in between us getting to this point. All right. If we look at linebackers that the saints have taken, how many of them have just not worked out? You know, Zach Bond did not work out. Alex Anzalone did not work out. Stefan Anthony did not work out. Uh, Kyrie Fort did not work out. This is a team that is, they've gone through them, you know, they have gone through Ronald Powell, another one that did not work out for this team. So when you see Pete Werner turn into a guy that day in, day out is not a good, not a good, a great football player for this team, puts a smile on my face, man. That's a hard position to draft, and the Saints found one that is very damn good. Josh says, Ruiz Turner, the Ruiz Turner, dot, 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 bullying works. Look, I am never going to promote that uh, idea. But since you're saying it in good fun, I'm going to let it slide. Uh, but yeah, look, Saints fans have been really harsh on them. And I think for Ruiz, they're really, really harsh on him. And everyone stopped now. And, and thank God, because he has played so well. Turner, it's more so frustration because this this isn't a good pass rush. And you want them to kind of get that extra juice. And they've found that with him. And I, that, that just really makes me happy. I'm so I'm so glad for Peyton Turner. Now you just want to see him do it on a consistent basis. I hope he can. Max says, Anyamata must have heard you say he wasn't good anymore, showed up to play decently today. Yeah, look, and, and this is something a lot of us have talked about, and this is just, just not just me here talking about this. David Anyamata, for the most part of his Saints tenure, has been really good in both regards, getting after the quarterback, stuffing the run. And when Big 93 is not playing as well as Big 93 can play, then you start to see problems with the Saints defense. You start to see the holes in the run game open up. You start to see pressure on the outside, but then the quarterback steps up and there's no one there to hit him. And that kind of gets magnified. And today he looked great. And I don't know if he can build off of it. I hope he can. The fact that he did it despite dealing with an illness, that's pretty impressive to me. And I think for David Onyemata, I don't know what it was today. I don't know if it was him just right mindset, something he went over during this 10-day uh, break they had, whatever it may be, if he can go back to the well and find another performance like that again, man, this team is going to be in great shape. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Jacob says, hopefully Davenport and Yamada get better since today they showed up. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. And I see Cooler Beat saying here, the Falcons just had a meltdown, by the way. Uh, I still have this game on. I saw they just threw a pick, right? Now, did they score? I'm looking here. Okay, they did not score. So as long as the Panthers don't mess up here, the whole NFC South is about to be three and five. The entire NFC South is about to be three and five. That that is just absurd, and um, kind of funny if you think about it. So, <laughs> yeah, the Saints got a shot, man. The Saints got a shot. It's, it sounds stupid. It sounds so stupid, but that's the way this year's worked out. 
Someone in the locker room must have gotten a chance um, out and started beating the living shit out of everyone to show up today. No, look, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I, I can't say for sure, but this was a different team today. This was a different team. Energy was there. Physicality was there. This looked like the Saints that you expected to see when this season started, and, and that's just great. The ending of the pa- Panther, <laughs> the ending of the Panthers-Falcons game is a micro, uh, microcosm of the NFC South this year. Yep, and I, I have it. I'm trying to pay attention here while seeing it in the background. And every time I'm looking, there's a stupid play going on. And that's to your point. The NFC South is bad this year. Let's take advantage, man. The NFC South is for, is there for the taking. We'll see if the Saints can can kind of uh, take uh, take advantage of this really really nice opportunity. Cooler Beats says Kamara did say they would whoop the Raiders' ass. He backed it up. He did right. And the funny thing is about Kamara talking about it. The way he said they were going to whoop their ass, it was so nonchalant that no one talked about it on Twitter. Like, oh man, here we go, Kamara's talking too much. This is going to backfire bulletin board material. No, he he basically said like, Hey, I forgot DA was with the Raiders. Like, so it'd be nice to whoop their ass for DA. And and that kind of went under the rug, but they whooped the Raiders ass. Like you said, glad Tyron Matthew showed up today. He was one of my favorite signings in the off season while everyone was ripping him, ripping on him and calling him a regrettable signing. He's still a dog. In my opinion, I want to go that far. It's been one game. He played a lot better today, but like, I think Tyron Matthew has to start turning in more impact plays. And if he can do that, People like me are going to shut the fuck up about what he does wrong. And today was one of those days. He had more good plays than bad plays. I thought he he made that huge interception, keep the foot on the gas, kind of keep that train going. And I give him his props. He was in the right spot. And, and he's smart enough to keep, continue putting himself in the right spot. He just got to go out and do it. And I think he can, and I think he will. So we'll, we'll see, man. I, ho- I hope this is the turning point for Tyron Matthew because if Tyron Matthew starts forcing turnovers then this is this is going to be a different Saints team as I sit here inching over to see what's going on in this Panthers-Falcons game. Nicole says this team finally played the way it should have been playing. They need to keep it up. Yeah, look, to your point, Nicole, this is a team that when Dennis Allen became the head coach, the one thing he said was this team is going to play like with a physicality and a toughness that other teams are going to be unwilling or unable to match. That's like the direct quote that he said. Today was that day. Today was the day that you finally saw that. And again, I'm going to give him all his props when I'm over, when I'm done with this live stream, I'm going to go tweet that quote out that he had. I'm going to say like, he, this was the day, this was the day that they looked like it. So I, I want to see if they can keep it up. DJ says going to be a great work week. I won't have to dodge ESPN or NFL network all week. You know, you won't have to dodge it, but I doubt they talk about the saints. Even when this team was good, this is not a team that did the Panthers just miss a field goal here. Someone please back it up here and let me know. This is, this is insane, man. This is insane. This game is just the the definition of how bad. It just really puts in perspective how bad the NFC South is. So anyway, uh, yeah, th- I don't think they're gonna really go into this one, but I, I think that I-, I think that is a good week for us, right? Don't have to duck anything. Jacob says Blake also has to get back to goat Blake status. I think I overheard an announcer saying he's the only punter without a punt inside the ten. But don't trust me hundred percent. No, he did say that. You are hundred percent right. During the broadcast, they mentioned how he has a lot of punts inside the twenty, but he has no punts inside the ten. And Blake Gilliking was one of the lone bright spots of last season, right? We joked around, called him Blake Gilliking. I I cracked some jokes that he's going to win the MVP. Obviously, I did not mean that at all. He's not been that good this year, and and I think for the Saints, the good thing about this is still divisions out in front of you. A lot of football up to play. He could turn it around. But if you're going to be this team that really values physicality, ball control, field position, your punter's got to be better. And I think he will. So we'll see what happens. Reporters with default profile picks are always so reliable, though, Jack said. Uh, yeah, man, they get you. They get you every time. 
My favorite part of this game is when the Saints, when the entire Saints team said it's who that time and started beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Man, it was it was dominant. I'll say that it was it was dominant. The Raiders aren't a good team, but good teams beat bad teams. Hopefully, this sparks something. Still a lot of work to do. So I tweeted that out. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a great comment, by the way. The Saints beat the Raiders, and I know the narrative today is going to beat the Saint. The Saints beat a bad team. Who cares? That's going to be the narrative today. There's no ducking it. It's going to happen. So just preparing you guys for this. Um. What I don't get, though, is how we can say that when we've already watched the Saints lose to a bad team in the Matt Rule-led Panthers. The Saints lost to a Panthers team that fired their coach two weeks after. To your point, teams got to find ways to win games. I don't care who the opponent is. A win is a win, and that's all. That's the way this NFL works, especially this year where there's so much you know, so much parity in the league. There's no clear-cut favorites in the NFC. Just win, man. Just win. You know, and I don't care that the Raiders are a bad team. The Raiders are a good offensive team, top 10 in the league, and then didn't score a damn point today. And, and that means a lot, and that's something you build off of. Gabriel says, Sean definitely called Pete Carmichael and said, if I were you, I'd maybe try dot, dot, dot. Night and day difference in play calling. I'm not going to say you're right, but I'm not going to say you're wrong, man. I, I, look, this offense did what they're supposed to do. Give your best playmakers the ball. Let them make something happen. And that's what happened today. And we saw it. And Jack mentioned it too. I'll bring up this, this, the uh, box score here. Rashid Shahid, did he have a touchdown today? No. Did Rashid Shahid have more than one touch? He did. And that made me happy. Three catches, 38 yards. The speed's still there. And I think Rashid Shahid can be an interesting playmaker when Michael Thomas comes back or Jarvis Landry. One of them comes back. More pressure off him. I, I think it's just going to be scary hours if you get this thing rolling in terms of there's not going to be a lot of attention on him. He can make something happen. And I think we'll see what happens there. I highly recommend Saints fans to listen to free bird or bad reputation. They feel good songs. Just raise your dopamine while already filled with dopamine. Hey, look, I don't know. I can't vouch for that because I don't know it. But hey, if that's what works, man, whatever makes you guys have a good Sunday, you guys should be doing that. And I know Saints winning is part of that equation. Alexis says, I'm surprised Peyton Turner decided to show up today. Finally healthy and available. Yep. And now we got to hope that they just build off it as the Falcons over here into Panthers territory. They should win now, but I just said the Panthers should win before, and then I said that the Falcons should have won before, so who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows, honestly? So we'll see what happens there. But to your point, Alexis, yes, I went off topic there. Peyton Turner showed up, and if he could do this again, that would be great news for this team and what they can do. So, And now I got a smoke detector going off, so I'm going to mute for one second so I don't blind All right, now we're good. I almost I almost deafened you guys with that. That's uh that's a first here. Smoke detector going off. See, the Saints were so good today. We got smoke detectors going off. But yeah, I, I think for for this team with Peyton Turner, I want to see more of this now. And I think he I think he can. The, the talent's always been there. It's about being healthy. It's about kind of stringing together good games. And we'll see. Libby says absolutely what I said. It's what we expected before the season started. Great win. It is. It certainly is. You know. And I think for this team, there is absolutely a, a chance here where this can kind of snowball into more wins. They just got to go out and do it. Paul says, Sean Payton came to town. What did he say? Look, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people about the Sean Payton thing. Some people claim it was more than a visit. Other people claim it was just a visit. I, I don't know what to make out of this. I really don't. But the Saints played better today. And you guys want to give Sean Payton the credit? You guys can if you want. I'm going to actually give the team the credit and Alvin Kamara and leaders like Demario Davis because throughout the week, and I talked about this on Thursday, 
The Saints kept saying, we're going to be better. We're going to win this. We, 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 are, we are going to correct our mistakes. And I said, that's cool. You can talk about it, but you got to show me. And now they have shown it. They have shown it for one game. Can they do it again? We have to see. But this, this could be a turning point. This could absolutely be a turning point for this team. And now we got to hope that it is. She didn't get a touchdown yet. I'm still happy because at least he got more than a single play, especially when you're down MT and Landry. Yeah, man, it matters. It matters. So I think for them, this is definitely um, a situation where now you want to see week by week, can you get more usage for him in different variety of ways? We saw him get routes downfield that he doesn't normally get or we haven't seen yet. And that really, really excites me. I want to see them expand that route tree for him. And I think they can do that for sure. Gabriel says, my dad is a lifelong Raiders fan. And I cannot tell you how much fun I had shit talking to him for three hours straight. My brother's a 49ers fan, so I'm ready to talk uh, my shit in a few weeks. Don't let me down, DA. So funny you say that, Gabriel. I actually, you know, my family members are all 49ers fans, so I'm sure it'll be fun when the Saints play the Niners and whatever happens then. As for today, yeah, you could definitely talk that shit about them being the Raiders. That was a beatdown uh, in all the ways possible. And yeah, it's going to be a good week for you. I'll tell you that much. Libby says the end of the Falcons game was crazy. OT should be just as crazy, right? Yeah, look, it, it has been. We know we're, we're joking about it, about, you know, missed field goals here and there. Panthers could have won this game twice, and they didn't. And that is the NFC South in a nutshell. All these teams just continue to shoot themselves in the foot. And you just got to hope that the Saints run out of bullets so they can't keep shooting themselves in the foot while the other teams are just fully loaded. I think that's what you got to hope for. And I think that's possible. I really do think that's possible. Cody says that the Falcons, Panthers, and an entire the Saints leading division. No, they are not. Uh, the leader in division would be the Falcons if that happens. It seems like the Falcons are well on their way to win, though. And it, it really seems like the Falcons will be the division leader after today. But are we really concerned about that? The Saints have beaten Atlanta before. They're going to play later this season in the Dome. Take care of your games, man. And, and I'll, I'll go this far, guys. I think the NFC South is so bad this year that if the Saints can win their three remaining games against the NFC South, I really think they're going to win the division because... That gets you to three more wins. That gets you to six. Win two to three more wins. Get two to three more wins against other opponents. And if you can do that, you're set, man. You're set. I think eight to nine wins is going to win this NFC South. Nine might be pushing it. Eight seems like the good spot. Saints got three. Try and find five to six more wins. There's somewhere in that schedule. Go try and find them. And, and if you can, um, you'll be set. Jack says, blame Alvin Kamara going off for the smoke detection. Yeah, look, I, I'm telling you, that's what happened, man. Saints came out on fire today, and apparently so is, uh, so is my place over here with the alarm going off. What would be better for the Saints, a Falcons win or a Panthers win? Technically, a Panthers win would have been better for the Saints, but um, obviously, as I said before, kind of seems like the Falcons are on the way here, and I, they might have just kicked it, and I might have just missed it. But yeah, a Panthers win would have been beneficial because everyone would be 3-5, and five, and if everyone's 3-5 and five, in my head, you know what I say that is? Everyone is 0-0, zero and zero, and you have nine more games to go. Who's going to win the most out of those? And that's how I would look at it. But again, Saints play the Falcons one more time, and the Saints have the current head-to-head -head on the Falcons. So that's that, for me, is encouraging. And, and here's Young Way Koo. He's going to kick this one. We'll see what happens here. So I'll keep you guys posted in just a second, although you guys are probably going to see it as well. But yeah, a, a Panthers win would be more beneficial. But to this point, Panthers kind of had to ruin the, the vibes today with what they did. So we're going to see right here a little bit of a live reaction. Young Way Koo, 40, 41 yards. If he makes this... Falcons are in first place. We'll see what happens. And he did make it. So Falcons are in first at four and four on the season. Saints are one game back, three and five, one game back. They're going to be fine, man. If the, if the Falcons are the team you're chasing, just, just worry about your own shit and you'll figure it out.
AK getting his first three touchdowns today felt like it had Carmichael going like, I owe you an apology. I wasn't really familiar with your game. <laughs> yeah, that might have been it, right? You know, I, I joke about it all the time. Alvin Kamara is so damn good. Why did it take the Saints this long to be like, yeah, man, we got to get him the ball in space and get him the ball in the red zone and use our best weapon in, in the money zone? And, and they did that today, and I think we'll carry over. I really do. I, I, re I really do. I think that for AK, talked a lot this week, backed it up and then some. And people forget, everyone talks about the lack of touchdowns. There's been a lack of touchdowns for Alvin Kamara. There's not been a lack of, of yardage. Alvin Kamara, in terms of yards, he has been sensational. I'm going to pull up his last couple of games for you guys just to put into perspective how good he's been. The touchdowns have kind of overshadowed and created a narrative that I think is a little unfair. But in week five, he had 190 scrimmage yards. In week six, he had over 120 scrimmage yards. In week seven, he had over 100 scrimmage yards. Today, he had over 150 scrimmage yards. So, Alvin Kamara is doing his thing. He just wasn't getting in the end zone. Now he's getting in the end zone. That's going to shut a lot of people up. Taj says, I don't know if this has been said already, but Debo has lost his cornerback two spots to Lante. Yeah, so I actually meant it, mentioned it at the top of the show. I think that the Saints, when Marshawn Lattimore comes back, start Alante Taylor as uh, opposite of him. I just think it makes the most sense. He's been great. I know it's a small sample size. I do not care. You play the players who are playing the best at this given moment. And right now, Alante Taylor is playing better than Paulson Adebo. But back to Saints, I loved everything I've seen today from the team. And I'm not going to lie, I was giving Adebo the benefit of the doubt, but he's a week away from losing his spot when Marshawn gets back. He is, man. He is. Uh, I think for him, this is a situation where the league moves quickly. And, and Adebo will have a shot again, right? Like, this is how the NFL works. Marshawn Lattimore might, win, might miss next week still with that kidney injury. And maybe that tells the Saints where it's like, hey, Another week of Adebo and Alante, and maybe Adebo steps up against a Ravens receiving core. That's not very good. And if he does that, then maybe that keeps his job, or maybe that means that the Saints split time with him and Alante. Either way, they, they actually have options, which is lovely. And that, that's something that you know we, we've talked about. If they're going to be great, their defense needs to be deep. They need to have options in the secondary. They might have options. Gabriel says, it's crazy how quickly Olave has gone from, let's see what this rookie's got to me legitimately believing that no one can cover him one-on-one. -on -one. He is him, her, they, them. He's everybody. Yeah, look, he he's great, man. Alave's great. Alave is he's reached that point where it's like, I I think he's it's fair to call him wide receiver one because Michael Thomas hasn't played a lot of games this year and this kid's been great. And I think that Olave has the one thing he's got to get better at is catching in traffic, but he's so smooth on his routes. He's doing it with subpar quarterback play. He is him, as people like to say. He is him. So I, I'm very excited for the future of Chris Olave. Paul says, Alvin and Saints offense, they shouldn't have went away from him. They never should. They never should have. And to your point, Paul, look what happens when they do go to him today, right? Money situations, need him to get it going. He, he really gives them what they need. And as I expected, Tyron looks a lot better when the energy is high. He's a player who gets better off of environment. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think the worst part about this Saints situation, right? They were losing so many games that it started to feel like these games were a funeral. And it's jury duty. And it's, it's something you're not looking forward to. And the vibes were just off with this team. And I know it's just one game. I don't know if they're going to bounce back and do this week to week. But for one week, high-level energy. Just looking like a team that is ready for primetime. And, and it's one week. I get it. But to your point, Tyron Matthew today, you saw it. It didn't look like he was just on the field for a paycheck. He looked like he was there to make a statement. And that interception was a big-time statement. Ant-Man says Adebo will not lose his job. We'll see. I'm not saying he's definitely going to lose it. I just think Alante Taylor's been the better corner right now. And I think when Marshawn Lattimore comes back, I think I would go with Alante Taylor over Adebo. 
He has time though, because I think Marshall Latimer is probably going to miss another game. That gives him a, a little bit of a, a leeway to potentially win his job back or at least do enough that the Saints don't bench him. We'll see what happens. Taj says, I really hope the other receivers can get healthy, man, especially if the defense can build off today's dominant performance. Yeah, right? It's it's such a weird balance. I'm going to finish on this, by the way, so you guys can enjoy the rest of your football Sunday and um, you know enjoy what will be a fun victory Monday. And I'll let you guys know if I do another live stream. If you guys want, I'll do a Monday live stream. You know, We'll see what happens. Um, but I can definitely do one. I think for the Saints, you got to find that balance of not trying to you know jump the gun and say this is the start of them getting on a streak, but also understanding that they have the capability to. They just got to do it. They have to. So we'll see what happens. It's one game, but it was a damn encouraging performance by this team. So I really want to see what happens with them. And I think everyone... Today, tomorrow, even Tuesday, we're not going to have that doomsday conversation that we wanted to have. Two and six, lost the Raiders. My God, it would have looked terrible. For today, I'm feeling pretty good about what this team can be. And you guys just said it. Is this Kamara's latest comment? Swag ain't shit if it's not consistent. Yeah, look, that is a great point. And we're going to end on that because that's a damn great quote. And I think it's important to just mention, today was a great start for the Saints of getting back on the right track. Now they got to make sure that they keep the wheels turning. They keep those things moving. If they do that, we might have a nice little fun end to the second half of this season. We'll see what goes down. But thanks again, guys, so much for joining in on this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, enjoy your Sunday, man. The Saints won a football game. Go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I may have another video on Monday. We'll see what happens. If you guys want and if something crazy happens or if something fun, we'll discuss. I'll definitely have something for the trade deadline coming up. And we'll kind of see how this goes about, man. Saints three and five. That sounds terrible, but they're one game out of first in the NFC South. And we'll see if they can make a run in the second half of the season. So thanks again, guys. And stay tuned for more content on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.